Hey everybody, it's episode 356 of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, June 14th, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. I am here. And it's E3 week. It yes. is. Um, yes. We didn't have one of these weeks last year. We did not. And arguably, we still kind of don't this year. <laughs> it's definitely different this year. Like, even from a, the standpoint of people that have never physically gone to the show and just see it from afar, like, it is very weird and different. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the showcases, as they were, are definitely scaled back. Um, so far, like, the only one that with any real substance, in my opinion, has been Microsoft. Yeah, from I, I haven't seen them all. I didn't see any of today's recording on. I think you already said on Monday, um, and so I haven't watched any of Mondays yet. And yet, Gearbox was entertaining, but didn't really have a lot. And for the most part, everything else just like they showed us a few things, and then Xbox was like nonstop for an hour and a half. Here's shit. Yeah, Xbox felt more like their usual thing. Um, mm-hmm. It was just you know, pre-recorded and everything. Like, they, they weren't in, a, in like, a live studio or a live setting, I should say. But yeah. even, like, Gearbox... Gearbox was entertaining because it was kind of a train wreck. Like, yeah. well, it I, was just Randy Pitchford, I, like, being sort of <laughs> awkward with, like, celebrities. Like, it very much felt like, yeah, guys, like, I make video games, but now I know all these celebrities. So for the... It was a 30-minute thing, and that's maybe only a third of it. But still, Not even. like... It was, like... Less than 10 minutes of, of it was that. The rest was this silly, like, uh, uh, 80s style, like, intro video or something like that. That, like, they even made fun of, like, the, cause they called it the, the Gearbox University, which was established in 1990 something, 30 years after the video was made or something like that. I feel like that like, wasn't on the stream. I don't remember that, that was, from the actual stream at all. I mean, it was, it, I watched Gearbox's video. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just, I don't remember that as part of the stream mm-hmm. at all. And I don't know if I just, like, spaced out during it or what. Because, again, like, yeah. I don't like Gearbox, like, properties. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't like Borderlands, and that's really their only game. They're just now getting into publishing. So, like, there was nothing in that for me. I just kind of watched it as, because it was the on, essentially. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Borderlands games. I like the lower Borderlands. I more so just don't really like the. I'm kind of o- over a lot of the open world style in many games, and Borderlands is one of them. But like, I do like Borderlands, and I do like the, the universe of Borderlands, and just some of the other stuff that they had that they showed for this one was was in- interesting. But we we will get to that one. Yeah. Um. So before we get into it, just quick reminder for everybody: if you'd like to support us, you can do so by going to Patreon.com/slash/OneQuest, where you can you know like. Help decide topics for the show and things like that. Um, but yeah, so the first thing that happened as far as E3 is concerned this year, uh, Summer Game Fest kicked off on Thursday. That was Thursday, right, Drew? Yeah, yeah. So that that's Jeff Keighley's um, non-related E3. Like, it is not part of E3. Like, he broke off last year and decided to do his own thing after, like, 20 years of being affiliated with E3. Mm-hmm. Um and it was very much similar to like what he had last year, where it was developer interviews, trailers for games, um, you know, some some world premiere uh, voiceover, just like at the uh, mm-hmm. the game awards. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into what was shown there, um, he actually shared a thing on Twitter, Keeley. That is, I want to say it was on Saturday. Could have been Sunday though. 
um, where he got some sort of like notice from the ESA about co-streaming. Um, so it was it was basically like it wasn't like a threat or anything like that, but it was essentially a hey, we're happy for, for and it was a, it was a generalized email too. It was like we're happy for people to co-stream. We had signups for this. Um, those signups filled up very quickly. We hope to have more next year. Uh, if you're doing this and you weren't like a verified co-streamer, like you might get some sort of copyright strike against you. And it's like, fucking really? Like, that's how you're playing it? Because you figure, like, there are a lot of smaller streamers out there that were doing streams of, like, the different showcases and all. And realistically, they could have just gone to whatever platform they wanted to and just probably streamed their um, their showcase, like Xbox or Ubisoft or what have you. But if they were just yeah. going with, like, the main E3 stream, and then got that, like, that's kind of fucked. It, I mean, yeah, it is, but at the same time, like, they're, they're also trying to get the clicks and the views, and so somebody's stealing their, those views. Like, it, it is, I understand, or actually, what I'm going to say is not really going to make sense. I don't mind this as much as I mind, like, the whole, uh, and you both will pro- are probably out of the loop with this, the whole, like, Jake Paul boxing Shit. Oh yeah, no, that guy's just a huge douchebag. So he sent people would pay for the pay per view, and then they would try to stream it, or even take clips and talk about it on their show the next day. And they sent cease and desists on them. That's his. Yeah, right. well, You're... that's also just kind of how that generally works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I get, I get what like the stream, but like clips, like here's just a quick, or like here's an image or whatever, and it's like we're gonna find you. The price of this the the stream for however many people have viewed this. So if it was like fifty dollars and five hundred thousand people viewed it, it's fifty times five hundred thousand. Yeah, but I I think like the bigger issue here is like this has never been a problem in the past when they were doing live things. Even though like even when they started offering people a chance to just buy passes, like you never you never heard about them sending out notices to anybody about not streaming the content, like. It's only an issue now because they're not doing a live show, but also the ESA kind of sucks in every possible way. Like, they're the same organization that has regularly leaked press credentials, mm-hmm. like like people's home addresses and shit and, yep. and phone numbers and have not even apologized for it. So, like, fuck those guys, I guess. Um, also, fuck Jake Paul because him and his brother are <laughs> both total scumbags. Um, yeah. That's, bes- yeah, yeah, that's yeah. beside the point, though. But, yeah, so Summer Game Fest... Um, bunch of stuff got shown i think uh for us we only really had well, we we really only had one thing from there that was like that we cared about but there was another big thing shown there um so drew you and i were both actually kind of intrigued by the metal slug tactics yeah i mean i love tactics games and i've played a little bit of metal slug here and there yeah it and... apparently has some roguelike elements too is what i was reading uh yeah i think it said that in the trailer which interesting but yeah the downside, it's a PC game. Like, it's it's coming to Steam first at, and only at the moment, uh, which is a huge bummer for me. <laughs> I I actually, I, I forgot you guys had mentioned this, because I fucking love Metal Slug, and I, I love tactical games, so, like, these two just work. I, I kind of wish they would do, like, a Metal Slug RTS, but I don't really know how well that would work. But I, this is, like, this is really cool. I forgot you had mentioned it so i didn't get around to watching it yeah it's it's a very cool it had a very cool style the music was really good Mm -hmm. like 
it, like the whole aesthetic for it just look like it's going to be super fun as long as it's like made well. Um, mm-hmm. And like I'm super curious just to see more of it, even if I'll never actually get to play it. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if this winds up on Switch. Yeah, I mean, it. I feel like it's it would make sense for it to end up somewhere, but it all depends on like if the developer actually wants to put any money into it to pay for it to go onto those platforms. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, I I could I I I can see it going on Switch at minimum. Sure, like friggin' Elder Scroll Blades is on fucking Switch. Yeah, and. I mean, that's coming from... I don't know. I actually don't know who is directly responsible for Metal Slug. Is it SNK? Yeah. So, like, SNK is not Bethesda when it comes to money and resources. So, the only thing that that makes me wonder is, like, if this game doesn't sell reasonably well on PC, they might not just want to put the time and the resources into porting it to a console. Um, Even Switch, because you... If they don't already... If the team doesn't already have access to dev kits for it, they would need to purchase the dev kits they would have to go through the work of porting it and making it run on those platforms, and then they'd have to pay to get it certified to release on those platforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, .mu is doing the publishing for it. Okay, so... And they put their shit out kind of everywhere. Yeah, that that is true. So there, there's a chance for it, at least. Like, it's not completely unforeseeable. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, I guess we'll see. At the very least, one or both of you will be able to play it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I will have a PC. If I don't get what I'm looking at right now, I'll have one by the end. Yeah, like, I've been thinking about getting a PC more and more, but, like, not for playing games. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to have, like, something a little more stable for just this stuff and also, like, work. But honestly, getting a PC, you, you'd probably be able to play Metal Slugs on... on any basic ass PC you're gonna get. I mean, you're, that's true, but like, as we've, we've gone over a million times, like, I just don't wanna play games on my PC. I don't wanna sit in this hot office in this uncomfortable chair to play video games. I wanna be laying on my fucking couch playing video games. Um, PCs are for nerds. You guys are fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the other huge thing that was finally shown, uh, was Elden Ring gameplay and a release yeah. date. So that game is coming out January 21st, 2022, just right off the top. That's that's the uh, uh, George R. R. Martin game from From Software, right? Exactly. Correct. Yeah. So it's oh, yeah. Martin is writing the lore of the world for them, and then it is a From Software game, and it looks like a From Software game. It's yeah. you know, it's a nice looking game without it also looking like a modern game, if that makes any sort of sense. Yeah. Like it looks a little da- like it doesn't look as good as some of like the other like brand new games look but it still looks like a next gen game or at least like a late last gen game (laughs) Mm -hmm. i yeah i haven't i that's another one i didn't get around to watching today i watched all of the press conferences today and you sent that video i meant to watch it but i just i didn't get around to it um but i am excited to fight uh goth dothraki so i mean that's that's fair um there was definitely like an astral like magic horse or something like that in the trailer i remember that Mm -hmm. you were there was horse riding in it too if i remember correctly uh, yeah so it might be a little more open world than your standard souls game has been Mm -hmm. so are are there are there goth dragons uh i don't remember if there was a dragon in that reveal trailer or not uh i feel like there was a dragon um and i i i got the impression wasn't was sekiro from software also Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember because I know Neo wasn't. Neo, I think, was Team Ninja. Um, that sounds right. But like S- Sekiro was a little more open than 
the Souls and Bloodborne games from what I what I've seen of it. I I mean th- those games are relative like relatively open. Uh um Dark Souls or Bloodborne more so than probably the other Souls games, but like you have levels that you can there is a set path to go to, but you can go in whichever route you want in each of the level. Like you can you don't have to do the first level first. Yeah. You can choose which world to go to first in like the Souls manner. Bloodborne you could completely skip through some bosses. There was, like, a set path up to a point, and then it was, like, it opened up, and you could not go here or go here too early and whatever. So, they are a little bit more open, but they're not, like, they're not very linear, but they are still held in a certain area. Yeah, and I, well, I, like, they're not, like, an Elder Scrolls open. No, no. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I Like, I, the little bit I've played and seen of them, they're, like open as in like you can kind of like choose which direction you want to go to like which like segment or what have you but they're also kind of like linear in a fashion where like so, like once you once you head towards an area like that area is fairly straightforward like there are some paths and stuff you can go explore but like it's very it's fairly tight and like you know you're you're going to a location you're not just yeah. it's not just like a big open field that you can just kind of like wander through looking at things yeah um, the, there totally was a gigantic four-winged dragon in the trailer. Okay, I thought so. I just could not remember because I watched it twice. But because I'm just not into those games, which I wish I was. I wish I had the personality to want to get good. Yeah, like basically, like I just I don't like that whole go and do the same thing over and over again to like learn the pattern. Like mm-hmm. we've been over that before. But like yeah. I would love to actually want to play a game like this because like it just seems like it could be cool. But yeah. You know, I'll watch a stream or something like that eventually. <laughs> you can watch me when I get it at uh, twitch.tv slash b underscore one. Yeah, probably not. I've seen some of your streams. They're super boring. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't. Um, you're, you're, only talk- you're only talking about that garbage Mario Kart stream that I had yeah, on Yeah, it kept freezing up. It was all glitchy. The frame rate kept dropping. Ugh. Like, talk about get good. Get some good hardware, man. Exactly. That's <laughs> why I'm trying to get a new PC. Um... But uh, so let's move into to Ubisoft because that they were the first like mm-hmm. proper like showcase as most of these things were called. Uh, the two of you were both interested in Rainbow Six Extraction, which is formerly Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yeah, yeah. I uh, when they first announced or first introduced it, I I honestly thought this was a sequel to Quarantine. Like I didn't know that they like that Quarantine hadn't released. I didn't realize that it was. I thought this was like a sequel to that and not just like they renamed it and enhanced it. Uh, because if well, what I remember from the original quarantine was just a zombie type outbreak. They, I don't know that they literally ever said anything about quarantine ever other than it existed. Yeah, there was only a little bit kind of like talked about for it in 2019. And then it was supposed to come out last year, but uh, like everything got delayed and they renamed it because quarantine was not going to trend well. After 2020, mm-hmm. yeah, I I could have swore there was like a video or something like an uh, like like an actual like I don't know uh, I I'm looking it up. There was they showed a little bit of it, but just not enough to really get like a good idea what it was going to be. I well, also it's been fucking two years, so I wouldn't be shocked if there was, and I just do not remember. Yeah, you but know, like, I, that's possible. I I kind of really only ever remember. Oh, okay. There's a minute trailer from 2019. Yeah, it's it's a minute 30, and like I I have it going on in the background for me right now. 
guy starts to get infected and is sitting with a, a gun and like they they this trailer was mostly just a zombie outbreak of some sort. Yeah, I, that's really all it was. I think, and I, this is I'm kind of going off of like a half guess because I might I might not be remember this correctly, but I feel like maybe the game didn't get like a lot of excitement generated and they did start mm. to sort of like tweak it and like pull it back in and, and they i think they did change like a, a good chunk of like what the concept was behind it or maybe like maybe what they have in there now was actually supposed to be a side thing and they just scrapped the other part and made that the primary but i could i could actually just be getting that completely wrong um it, it's out soon though it comes out september 16th yeah it it, it looks it looks fun um it's got that Rainbow Sea, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, uh, type gameplay where you could, like, break through walls and shit, and it's very, like, tactical first person type of game. Uh, I, I'm definitely interested in it. It's co-op. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I'm still wanna know a little bit more before I'm definitely gonna buy it, but. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the idea that, and, and this is something I, I wanna learn more about too, is they said that, if your character dies in the mission, they get taken, and you can't play as that character again until you rescue them. Now, I don't know if that means, like, in that mission, like, you have to play, pick a new playable character, or after you finish that mission where your character died, you then have to pick a new mission where you have to go rescue the character or something. It's, I, like, it, it was a little, oh, it was a little probably unclear. The latter, but... Yeah, like, it was a little unclear, but at the same time, it, it's like, a cool mechanic where they said if you don't rescue that person in time or if you fail that mission, that whoever that character was loses all their shit. Loses all their gear and upgrades and stuff. So then you have to start back from the beginning to rescue that character. Or, not rescue the character, but you're basically back to square one with that character. Less punishing than I would have thought it would have been. Like, in old, old Rainbow Six games, like, you would have characters that just permanently died and you couldn't use them anymore i think this because this is more i don't think there's like an actual running storyline and since this is more just multiplayer no there's definitely a fucking storyline going on in that game like i i think did you not watch the trailer they're talking about like doing like in the gameplay trailer they showed you going and like having to tag things for research for them to study and then yeah because I feel like this game is going to just generally be your you and your friends get together, do missions. There there might not nec- like like you jump in and this mission is these three tasks. You start with just doing the research, then you get to the quarantine zone, check your gear and shit, and then you do the next mission, get to the next zone, check your gear and shit, and then you can either leave or you can do the third mission, which is harder. And it's basically just a a, a horde at that point. Like that's that's what I got from that. That. Well, there, that seemed, there might... it seemed like that was the stages of the one mission you picked to go on at that time. And that it, it's not like Left for Dead, where like you pick the level and the segments of the level and then that's it. There's no running story really between every level. It more seemed like there would be... You're working on figuring out the this alien infection and you're trying to fight it back. And it's in multiple different places around the earth and you're going from place to place learning thing and moving on yeah i i like i said it i don't think it was very clear as to how they were explaining the gameplay loop 
and that like me and you were getting two different two different thought processes of the gameplay loop. Like I don't I I think this is because if I remember correctly, Rainbow Six Siege is there's no story. There's just, no single player in Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Rainbow Six Siege is a is Counter Strike. Yeah, I don't it there. I don't think there's going to be like a real story in whatever this one's called again, Extraction either. Like I think it's going to be like that implied story, kind of like Siege is. I they yeah, like, talked about the story in this game during that press conference. I mean, every multiplayer game has a story, but it's a story to get into where you're at, and then that's it. Yeah, like, I don't like, think it's going to be, like, a narratively driven game. I disagree. Uh, like, <laughs> for, Fortnite and, and uh, what's that other game? Apex Legends has a story, but there is, like, you're, you're not progressing the story as you play, you're just playing. But that's, I, yes, that's, those things have stories that don't progress. Um, the way they talked about this game made it seem like there was a story that progresses with the characters. But I mean it's I, also I, a, it's a it's a multiplayer only game too. So like the story is going to be limited. No, it's not. Yeah. Extraction I mean, is a multiplayer only game. There isn't a single player for it. Are you sure about that? I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for it right now and it says the it calls it a a multiplayer a cooperative multiplayer game. Game mode is listed as only multiplayer. Like I it's a spin-off of Siege, so I didn't think there was actually a uh, a single player story to it. Or go solo. You can play the game solo. Well, yeah, you can. Pl- it's same as Avengers, where you can play it with the entire game with your friends, or you can play it solo. This you can, or I, I mean, Avengers is 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 a story based game that can be played multiplayer. Let's look at um um Left for Dead. Left for Dead, you can play solo. There's still three other uh, uh AI characters with you, and but you can play it solo. Um, and that that game does have like a progressive story but it's just really just go do these things in this mission and then move to the next one but like i don't think i i I don't know i just i don't i don't think there's going to be like a full story this to me just sounds like it's play with your friends do tactical co-op missions with your friends and just maybe as time progresses like they do in Fortnite and apex legends a like kind of story will reveal itself through like new seasons that's it's possible um, I honestly, like, Drew, you sound like you actually paid way more attention to the trailer than I did. Like, I know I'm not interested in the game, so I, like, I watched it, but I didn't, like, pay attention to every word they said. Um, so, like, maybe there is actually going to be, like, a narrative through line that kind of, like, drives the game. But I just don't expect it from, a ra- from like, a-, a game that's supposed to be a spinoff of Siege. But, well, I mean, the thing is, like, Siege is the only Rainbow Six game without a like narrative and it's the most that's popular ever been made that's fair but but like siege is also a head-to-head competitive game true and this is the it's squad based so you're not going up against other players yeah so that's why i said like richie and i could be entirely wrong i mean like we'll know for sure in september yeah um at least it, it's like, not that it, far away just, yeah it's just i i that's just and again like maybe i did miss something maybe but or maybe we're both interpreting differently. Like it's mm-hmm. until until we get more, or until I get a chance to maybe rewatch it. That's just what I think and I'm expecting the game to be. If if there is a full on straight up legit story and shit, I'm even more in it. Like a story isn't retracting my interest in this game, but it's just I just didn't get that from what I saw and paid attention. To. And actually. I believe I watched Ubisoft while I was on lunch, so I wasn't distracted except for eating lunch. Which, I mean, let's be real, is quite distracting. 
I was eating wings, so it wasn't. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> uh, but Rich, you were also intrigued by that Riders Republic. Yeah, it's it's dumb. I just I kind of like the ext- extreme sports kind of games. Like there was uh, one during Microsoft uh, um, Shredders or something like that. Yeah, which isn't Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm so bummed out about it, but still, like I just I love like the extreme sports kind of game, and this one was a neat idea with it being like kind of an MMO type of extreme sports game where there's like head to head battles where whoever's doing the best tricks. And uh, zone control with doing tricks on things. They get more points and stuff. And then there's just like a free explore mode. Um, and it's not just snowboarding. It's not just uh, downhill BMX. It's like both. And then there's like some other stuff. Like, I don't know. It just looked cool and stupid. And I, it's a game that's in my wheelhouse. Which, I mean, that's, that's a valid reason to be interested in something. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it... I thought for what it was, it looked cool because it was way more arcadey than uh, Steep was the other one that they they tried to push really hard, like yeah, a few years back, like that. That was their next big thing that year that like Eves came out to announce, and it's like, mm, yeah. oh cool, like a game that people don't really want to play, a realistic like wingsuit into snowboarding game. I yeah. think, uh, but this one looks like you know you can go do stupid shit and have fun in it, basically. Uh, which let's be real, that's all people want from video from like those sorts of games. Like skate had its niche because everything around it was like super goofy, but like the gameplay was just very solid and realistic. Um, but like most of those other games, like you don't want a realistic BMX game. You want something goofy where you can do like thirty backflips in a row because just gravity doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what this seemed like. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, arguably, in my opinion, the biggest thing that Ubisoft showed off, Mario plus Rabbids, Spark of Hope. This is definitely the best thing they showed off, in my opinion. Like, not even just the biggest, but the best. Yeah. Uh, that's true. You never played the first one, right? No. You'd probably yeah. like it. it. It's it's definitely an easy tactics game, but, like, it's a charming tactics game, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so it's sequel to Mario plus Rabbids. Uh, same goofy premise of rabbits that look like Mario characters teaming up with actual Mario characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a more uh Mario Galaxy vibe. Um, uh, they're like they're in yeah. a spaceship. There is a rabid Rosalina on the ship with them, and yeah. the the there uh you get special powers from the quote sparks, which are rabbits combined with the lumens, which the lumens are what you got during Mar- Mario Galaxy. I'm glad you remember what those things were called because I I was just drawing a blank on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it was yeah I, like Mario Galaxy is one of my fi- uh, like top mar top games in, uh, overall but um it's it is it's such a great game so uh, yeah I I would definitely have yeah because in my head I was like yesterday when I watched it I'm like oh they're shines and then I immediately went no shines are from fucking sunshine yeah I I actually I like I almost did call them shines it took me a second to remember that they were. Uh, but, like, I also did just watch the stream six, seven hours ago. Yeah, so. I watched it on Saturday, so it's been a little bit. Uh, yeah. This, it, it's due out in 2022. It looks like it's going to be good like the first one. It doesn't look like they've necessarily, like, changed up the gameplay. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. the same gameplay, which was solid before, so, like, yeah. no complaints It's got there. that, it's got the XCOM-type gameplay, and it just, it works. Uh, uh, they, they said that there were going to be some secret characters coming for it that like they're not announcing yet so 
maybe I don't think Bowser was in the original, so maybe we'll get a Bowser or a rabbit Bowser or something. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. I think you're right though. Uh the funny thing about this though, uh the little separate uh Nintendo accidentally revealed this ahead of the Ubisoft stream. Mm-hmm. They um it was accidentally like went live on the eShop. Like with the trailer, yeah. the name, like pre-order. I think the it was it went live for pre-order on the eShop like very briefly. But long enough that like, people got a hold of it and were like sharing like screenshots and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and like a couple hours before the Ubisoft event too. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a one that we'll talk about later that was just like thirty minutes prior. Yeah. It, you know, it was. It's not. I don't think that's as bad as the one we're going to talk about later. I think that's just like maybe like Nintendo was just like I hey, just put it up. Or it was definitely a mistake because they quickly took it yeah. down again afterwards. But yeah. no, the other one was definitely a bigger blunder. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think either of you guys give a fuck about this one, but um, they showed um in their little TV section that there's gonna be a movie for Werewolf Within. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually looks like it's pretty funny. And um, I was watching the Waypoint stream a little bit, and uh, Patrick Klepek apparently got to see it already, and said it was actually really good. I, uh, one of the creators, Josh Rubin, he's on uh, uh College Humor. He's on their dropout shows. He's so funny. That, like, I, when I saw that he was on there, I was like, I gotta see this. Yeah, I guess, so, it's based on, like, so Ubisoft has a game called Werewolf Within, which I believe is based off of, like, the werewolf, like, tabletop game. Like, the social deductive game. Okay. Mm -hmm. And apparently, like, they basically scripted the movie by, like, playing a, like, inadvertently playing the, like, werewolf, like, the tabletop game. Um, And that is apparently a scene in the movie, is them essentially sitting around the table, like, playing the game. Like, trying to figure out who, like, the monster is. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was kind of funny. Um, that's, that's awesome. But yeah, so, and that actually, so it's going to be in theaters later this month, and then, like, the first week of July, it'll be available on Video On Demand. So. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. At least, at least it's available everywhere on, like, Mythic Quest on fucking Apple. Yeah, I mean, that's, Apple paid for it, so Apple gets it. Yeah. I, I want to watch that show so bad. Yeah, same. Like, that show looks really good. Also, turn off your notifications. They keep making me think my phone's going off. I don't know why people are texting me. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw your phone across the room. You don't need it right now. There's a family group chat going on. I'm like, what, what the fuck are we talking about right now? Man, yeah. We talked about... The thing we're talking about, we talked about three days ago. Why are we talking about it again? That's why you don't have family group chats. They lead to nothing but disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last thing that Ubisoft showed... I think this was the very last thing, at least. It was. Uh, was Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Because everybody... Once a fucking James Cameron Avatar game. I, look, I personally did not hate the Avatar movie. And you actually watched it relatively recently, right? No, I haven't watched it in a while, forever. Like, oh, I thought you watched it like a couple years ago. I mean, maybe. Like, that's not recently though. Like, what did Avatar? When did Avatar come out? Twenty two thousand nine. I haven't nine? seen it yeah. since two thousand nine. So if you've seen it in the last three years, you've seen it recently. No, no, I don't think it's... Unless, like, it was on TV at my parents' house or something. But, like, no, like, I haven't watched it in a while. And, honestly, when I saw it in theaters, I didn't go see it in, like, the Super 3D... Ver- like, I saw it just normal. So, I didn't know... I didn't, like, experience the the, the, the groundbreaking technology. And I was just like, this is... Yeah, it's a, it's a rip-off of Pocahontas. But, like, this is... No, no this Fern is Gully. A fine, it's a rip-off of Fern Gully. This... But, like, it's a fine movie, and it's an interesting world, more so than any. So, it is an interesting like, world, and it, it's, it was a very pretty movie. Um, yeah. It is mediocre as fuck, though. Mediocre, fine, I feel like, are 
mostly the same thing. I mean, I guess it, it depends on like on like the your own of the word fine. Yeah, like to me, like fine. It, I personally think fine sits higher than mediocre. But like again, like that's completely like it's subjective to the person. Yeah, I, I feel like the levels between mediocre and fine are so like close to each other. Like, like, a, like fine isn't a good movie. Fine isn't a bad movie. Fine is just it's it's a movie that you can watch and it's it's fine. It's fine. See, to me, mediocre like, is more like it, it's more trending towards bad. Like this movie is barely passable, but it's not so offensive that it, like you shouldn't watch it. See, and I don't, I don't see it as trending towards bad. But like, I also, I find, I find more intrigue in like the world they built more so than like the actual movie itself. Like, and that's fair. Like, I, I, I find interest beyond just the movie. Whereas, like, and and I'm not, I'm not saying this as a negative. You, you look at it kind of face value. Yeah, and honestly, like, it is an interesting world. Like, Cameron mm-hmm. set up an interesting world with Pandora. Like, yeah. not all of it makes sense, and some of it's... Like, the fact that they have sex and control their animals with the <laughs> same head tentacle, super was, fucking weird, well, and somebody should have told him not to do that, but... Look, I just I just want to have sex with a tree, that's all. I want to drift, or whatever it is, into my... Um, you want a full dive, in, in, is I think is I what it's called. I, I don't know, drifting is, is, is a Pacific Rim, so I just mm-hmm. went with that. Into, into my avatar... And then put my little weird hair tail thing on a tree because they did that. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like that, the world was good. The story of the movie was yeah. not like it. It hits the mediocre point because the world building was interesting and the visuals were really cool, even in the non three D. But like yeah. the story and frankly the acting and characters were all pretty abysmal. Yeah. Uh, but the, the game could actually be cool because it is such an interesting world. Yeah. Um, and it's actually so massive is doing it, which they're, they're the, they are the division studio. Um, mm-hmm. so the division one and two, they are not doing the free to play one that's being developed. Somebody else is doing that. Uh, but they are also working on the, the untitled Star Wars project that Ubisoft has. Yeah. Uh, didn't show anything about that at, at this event. So not really sure in what realm that is. But given Massive's pedigree of the actually fairly well done live service game, like in this case, like live service isn't necessarily a shot against it because they actually did a good job with the divisions. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure both of these games are supposed to be online live service games. Like mm-hmm. you can play them by yourself the same way you can play Division, but they're meant to be played with other I, people. I can't wait to run around as a Navi in a cover, find mm-hmm. cover, and duck behind a tree. Dude, and that Panzer Dragoon combat. At the one point, like that could be super cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there's, there's some just like it. This game, like I want to see more. I want to hear more about it. That's like I, I, I want more. But with a 2022 release, I know we're not getting any more until E3 next year because it'll probably come out during uh, around when Avatar comes out next year. I think that's when it's supposed to come out. Yeah, uh, I, they're and, probably and trying to Christmas. line them up close together. I would assume at this point, if because Avatar has been pushed back so many times. Um, mm-hmm. it would make sense that at this point, like, if the game can be ready in 2022 and the movie's due out, release them close together so that you're actually, yeah. you're getting the hype for both of them at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's definitely what's gonna happen. Uh, so yeah, th- so that was, that was Ubisoft. Um, couple things missing that we didn't see anything of. I already mentioned that, that untitled Star Wars project, but more glaring, again, no Beyond Good and Evil 2. Haven't seen any again. of that in years. 
It doesn't exist. Like, you well, know, it just Michelle Ancel left the company, so like we really don't like it. They claim it's still in development, but nobody knows. Uh, and the this other, true. the other one, Skull and Bone. That game's dead. So that's what I think too. Um, I did see somebody tweet about it, and Jason Schreier responded that it is in fact still in development, but is not faring very well. Apparently, it is just having all kinds of issues, which not even remotely surprising. Um, When's the last time we actually saw that game? At, I mean, at the, I I don't even know the right tense for this. Maybe 2019, but I think it was 2018. Like I would put money on 2018. I'm just guessing 2019. It was originally set to be released, uh, uh, Q3, Q4, 20, uh, it was delayed into 2019. Confirmed the game had been pushed back to at least April 2021 to March 2022. Uh, it looks like 2018 is the last time they put out anything. In, in May of this year, they announced a delay till April 22. Oh yeah, so it, it literally got delayed to just the following fiscal year. So, like, this game is just getting pushed back and put, like, they're not even pushing it into years, they're pushing it into fiscal calendar, which is not a good sign at all. That's... No. Yeah, no, that's rough. Uh, But yeah, so, nothing about those two games there, and honestly, like, eventually... So, they're either just going to stop mentioning them fucking entirely, which they basically already have for Beyond Good and Evil, and just let them slowly kind of fade into the background until no one remembers them... Or maybe they officially canceled them at some point. I, I think that's just what they want. They want people to forget about it, so they're not going to mention it and like try to get it out of everyone's. Head. Well, it's kind of like what um 2K did with 2K Marin, the studio that did uh Bioshock Two. Mm-hmm. So like they never officially closed that studio. There was never like an official like, hey, the, everyone got laid off. Like this studio doesn't exist anymore. They literally laid everybody off except for a handful of people that they moved to a different internal studio. And then for the next, like, three years, just kept mentioning Marin in their, like, list of studios. And then just one day, they just stopped putting it on those lists. And that was mm-hmm. it. Like, that that studio just kind of, like, went extinct without, like, any fanfare. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was Ubisoft. Uh, next up, there was, there was, like, the Gearbox, like, 30 minutes, I think it was, 40 minutes. Yeah, it was 30 minutes. And like I said, it was, it was entertaining. Uh, they, they talked about some of the Borderlands movie. I thought it was funny that, uh, the girl who's playing Tiny Tina, she happened to be, like, in camera view, but they didn't want to reveal what she looked like, so they blurred her out and put just a still of video game Tiny Tina over top of her. And uh, honestly, they did that with, like, they, they didn't do the blur like that with everybody, but anytime they were talking about the actors, they were just showing silhouette images rather, like, than showing them in any sort of costume. and then at one point they would show them show the video game version and like underneath be like this is not the movie version of the character. Yeah, which I like uh, it was funny tongue in cheek but yeah. also like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It it's a Borderlands like, movie like unfortunately it's a video game movie it's I, not probably not going to do all that well. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe not but and like this doesn't really mean much but the that the people who started this or the people who started basically the Marvel Cinematic Universe so like, they're hoping to bring it into, like, more of, it's not a video game movie, it's a sci-fi movie, is what they were explaining in the thing. Um, I, like I said, I, Borderlands the game, I'm kind of over, but I do like Borderlands the lore and everything. Yeah, it's an interesting world. It definitely is. Uh, speaking of the Borderlands world, uh, you were actually kind of into the Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Yeah, 
It's uh, it's it's its own thing this time. It's not like an expansion to Borderlands Three, and it's just it's pretty much her playing. It's like her D and D campaign, but I guess you're playing along like how it was in the um, I can't remember what it was called for Borderlands Two. Yeah, uh, I honestly but it's don't just, know. I I never I think I have it, but I never got around to playing it because Borderlands Two just wore me out. Like I said, I'm over Borderlands game, but like this, I like I like. Because I love D&D, I'm willing to, like, give it a shot when it comes out. So it is still, apparently, Borderlands gameplay. Like, it's not like it's a different yeah. style of game. Uh, uh, yeah. a, a little. They, they are making some tweaks to it. Like, you're going to have spell casting, and it's not just exclusively going to be guns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I was just reading off of their site, and it that's, or, I, like, a news article, not their site about it. And it said that it was Borderlands gameplay, and I don't know Borderlands gameplay enough to know, like, what changes there would be. I I mean, generally, it's going to be mostly the same. Like, you're getting random loot drop guns, but it sounds like there's going to be more, maybe more than just the, like, one or two abilities per character that you kind of get in the Borderlands games. I I thought it'd be pretty cool if, like, it became more of, like, like, an RPG style uh, well, and I, I do believe you're completely customizing your character. You're not just picking one of three or four or five classes that you or predetermined characters that you can change how they look a little bit. It yeah, seems I, way I, more customizable this time. I, but they said that all the characters you're meeting are all brand new characters in this. And so it's like it's not it's its own thing, which is nice. Like it is in the Borderlands world and it is. Like Borderlands, but it's not Borderlands because it's like in a it's it's a world within a world. I I, I mean I don't know that it's in Borderlands, but well, it's it, well it's like it's Tiny Tina playing her D and D game. So your character is playing a D and D game in the Borderlands world in a different world. I well so in the Tiny Tina DLC for Borderlands Two, it is way more explicitly that and like outside of the game universe gets referenced. I don't know that that's the ca- going to be the case for this. Mm-hmm. But, like, we'll, we'll have to see, but I just... I I love Tiny Tina as a character, and I love Ashley Birch, so give her more work. So, I was just... I, I was I was all, all about that. Um, it, it, was there any, any... Did you guys have anything else from Gearbox? Because I, I also had uh, their, 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 another game from them. Yeah, the, the only other game um, that that is on our list is Tribes of Midgard because, frankly, like th- there was nothing that interested me at Gearbox. Mm-hmm. Like they're just not my sort of studio. Yeah, I, I honestly think Druton, you might like Tribes of Midgard. I don't know if you watched it. Um, I didn't. It's it's like a uh uh like a a top down isometric type gameplay style where you're playing as like kind of Vikings during like I I mean. It's not, it's like, you're, you're Vikings, you're protecting, uh, the, the Yggdrasil seed, and so you end up having, like, to do some base building and stuff, but it's all isometric, top-down style. And I, th- and I think it's supposed to be a co-op survival game. It's co-op survival. Like, I, I don't think I've seen any sort of survival game like this, but you have to go out, collect supplies, go defend things. The gameplay loop is basically every night, enemies attack. So you have to defend your base from the enemies attacking every night. And every X amount of nights, a giant will attack. So, like, it's um, it's a similar gameplay loop to games I've talked about, like Seven Days to Die, where during the day you go out, you gather supplies, you explore, you get things to upgrade your armory and equipment and your base. 
then at night you defend your base, and then during the day you go back out again, and then after seven days you have a big horde, or this in this portion you have a giant fucking giant that you have to kill. Yeah, I was just pulled up the trailer and it looks interesting. Yeah, and I think there's like they have some like pseudo magical abilities. I think they said there's twelve different classes to play as. Okay. Um, I, it's just it's it's a interesting take on like it like it's essentially like a Diablo esque survival game. The way I was I was yeah, like, it's a, it definitely looks like a Diablo like. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I wonder I I doubt I it did doesn't look like they're going to take some of the survival aspects of most of the survival games where it's like water and food have to be managed. Uh, if they do that, I wouldn't have a problem with that. That's a survival game. And like, if, if you're playing a survival game that doesn't have that sort of management, uh, then it's not a survival game. But it's just, it looks really fun. And I, the, the art style looks really cool. Yeah. And yeah, it comes out too. torn on the art style, personally. Like, what'd you say? I'm torn on the art style. Like you, you like it but don't like it. Some of it looks all right. Some of it looks way too mm-hmm. cheesy. Like, yeah. And I, then there's. Go ahead. Now I'm. Tr- I was trying to. I had one other thing to say about it, but I can't think now. Well, it comes out July twenty twenty seventh, mm-hmm. so it's not too far away. It's a PlayStation Steam game, so yeah. can kind of play it anywhere. PS four, PS five, and Steam. Yeah, I, I don't know if they had mentioned if there was going to be crossplay or anything. Um, hopefully they throw that in there, but eh, probably. I yeah, I wouldn't count on that. Um. Though, like, if if it does well enough, 2K may put the money in it to let that happen, because apparently it's really just a matter of bribing Sony enough money. Uh, the, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. You, you're paying them. You're not bribing them. Uh, enough <laughs> money to allow allow crossplay to just be turned on. Yeah. So it's just a little toggle from what we've we've learned in the past from Epic. <laughs> it, it is. It's it shouldn't be that hard to just have it. But so. The next up is is the big one. This is the one, like we said, kind of at the top that actually made it. It felt like E three, um, mm-hmm. Microsoft and Bethesda. Yeah, they they had a really good show. Like I was in, I was there's there's a lot of games they showed, and I wasn't really bored throughout any of their showcases. Yeah, a lot of games, a lot of games that were not announced previously. Um, a lot of games that aren't coming out until late next year. Yeah, next year or yeah. And uh, the other thing is, like, they showed off like a good deal of exclusives or launch exclusives or fucking just games that are going to Game Pass at launch. Out of the, I believe I was told. Let me find the, the message again. I have to look it up. I I would want to verify this, but someone had said to me that it, out of the thirty games they showed. 28 are going to Games Pass day of release. It was something like that. Um, Phil actually made that comment near the end when he came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, that's... Like, this this showcase was just a ad for fucking get Games Pass. Like, if you have a PC or a Microsoft system that can play, that can play these games, just get Games Pass. Yeah. And like, the, the nice thing with Game Pass is, you know, you play it at launch... There's a chance that game will eventually come off of Game Pass. Like things don't stay on there forever. It's like just like fucking Netflix. But mm-hmm. while it is, they, they tell you ahead of time if a game is leaving Game Pass. Like there's a mm-hmm. whole section for it uh, in the app and all. Uh, yeah. When you when you're subscribed, you get a discount on purchasing those games. Um, I don't know what I don't know if it's a set percentage or not, but still, like, let's say you buy Starfield on Game Pass, or you, you play Starfield on Game Pass, I should say, and you really like it and you want to have it forever because it's a three thousand hour long game. Uh, yeah. you just 
you, you buy it at a discount. Instead of it being 60 or 70 or whatever, maybe it's, you know, 20% off of that. Yeah, and, like, there's definitely games that I'm going to purchase for PC when they come out, like, Back for Blood, but that game's also going to be available on Games Pass. So if they announce that Back for Blood, for instance, will have cross-playability between Microsoft and Steam, then, you know what, maybe I won't buy it right away. Maybe I'll try it out first instead of buying it. Because, like, I know the people I'm going to be playing with are going to be getting it for Steam and not through Games Pass. Yeah, and, I I mean, not that you're going to get an Xbox, but the nice thing is, too, like, being Microsoft, it's probably going to have cross-play. Yeah. Uh, But I guess let's get started with the actual games here. Uh, Starfield was actually shown, um, kind of. Uh, that There was no real gameplay or anything shown, but, like, they showed a video. But it was like a minute and a half of in-engine. It looked like it was in-engine. I think they'd cinematic. said in-engine, but it looked a little too good for a, for a Bethesda <laughs> Studios game. If Like, mm-hmm. that sandwich looked a lot like a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, this game's been in the making for like 12 fucking years. It better look like a fucking sandwich. Well, I mean, that's all the more reason why you wouldn't expect it to look that good, because it has been in development for so long. Um, which means, like, I'm a... I, I, obviously, I'm not going to play this game, but... I, I'm curious if it, if this is going to end up in a similar vein to what happened with The Witcher 3, where the early videos they showed of that game, that game was just stunning. And then when it actually came back out, like, it still looked good, but it looked far less stunning than those original videos did because they had to, you know, they had to rein their shit in or it would, they wouldn't have been able to get it done. Yeah. Um, but this, they are touting this as, like, the, the creative or creation engine too, like, whatever their internal engine is that is buggy and a fucking disaster for most of their games. I guess this is the new version of it. So maybe it will be less buggy and look prettier. Yeah. Uh, Who knows? We'll see. We've got uh, a year and a half before it comes out. Yep. 11, 11, Uh, 22. It'll, it'll probably be delayed. You you know what though? If it doesn't get delayed, fucking 11, 11, 33, something cool is going to come out. If you're a Bethesda fan. (laughs) Yeah, they usually do 11-11s, don't they? Wasn't was Skyrim was 11-11-11. Skyrim, yeah, because Skyrim's 10 years old this year. Yeah, and right. I mean, honestly, like, they're probably just going to re-release Skyrim in, in uh, 2033 <laughs> for the 20th anniversary. It'll be the PlayStation uh, uh, 7 um, exclusive uh, up- upgrade, ground-up, remake build. Yeah, it, it, exactly. That you, you got that right. Um, so, a couple things that, like, sort of came out uh, around this um todd howard uh described this game as both skyrim in space and a han solo simulator mm-hmm. so for what it's worth um it is going to be microsoft exclusive a lot of people weren't sure about that there was speculation that they would still let it go to cross-platform because it had been in development prior to the deal and all that but nope fuck that microsoft knows what to do with their money and they're keeping it in-house yeah um, it, it makes mm-hmm. sense and the biggest thing around this, it got leaked about 30 minutes prior to the event. Uh, somebody at the Washington Post uh, just made a big blunder on their CMS, and I'm assuming they scheduled it to post, and they must have scheduled it maybe in the wrong time zone. Like, they may have seen that the um, that the event was running at a specific time for, like, the Pacific time. And scheduled it for, like, two hours later because it was a, um hour-and-a-half show to, like, have that little bit of a buffer. And yeah. that was not East Coast time like the Washington Post is. Mm-hmm. And chaos ensued. 
uh, the the poor like the main games guy at Washington Post, Gene Park, like his only tweet that day, I believe, was just "I didn't do it." <laughs> And a bunch of other games journalists just being like, oh, man, I am so sorry. Like, just, like, expressing how bad they felt for him because all those guys have at one point or another been victim to, like, something going wrong when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. But, Drew, you'll actually, you'll appreciate this one. Um, Austin Walker talked about it on the Waypoint stream. Um, at some point while he was still editor-in-chief at Waypoint, um, Far Cry 5... The one that was said in the U.S., right? Five. That was five? Okay. okay. Yeah. Far Cry 5. Vice News. Not Vice Gaming, not Waypoint. Vice News spoiled the end of the game the day it came out, or the day before it came <laughs> out. Like, they, they did, like a, like, a news thing about it, and at the end of it, they showed the ending of the game. Like, flat out. Like, they, they showed how the game ended. And nice. uh, Ubisoft then called and yelled at Austin about it. <laughs> who hadn't even received a code to play it yet mm -hmm. and had to like explain to them like we're not vice news <laughs> like mm -hmm. our comp like we're owned by the same people but i have nothing to like i this is totally separate from me yeah um but yeah that was and anyway the so the the starfield leak uh it was the trailer it was the release date like everything about it was leaked early um and i don't know i there's no way they edited and exported a new copy of this video um, in the 30-minute window, but luckily Starfield was just the first game that they showed at the, the showcase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it wasn't this whole thing where, like, people were just sitting there waiting for them to show what we've already seen. It was just, here you go, here's Starfield, right up right up front. Yeah. I, I, I do like how in the video, in the trailer, they, they did announce the release date with, with like, it was, like... They were counting down, and then they shot off in the coordinates where eleven, eleven, twenty-two. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded that little thing. Kind of reminded me of like the Back to the Future, like DeLorean, like screen sort of thing. Mm. Like obviously, it looks very different, but that's kind of what came to mind for me. Yeah. Um. So it's Microsoft exclusive, but it will be on PC. So I assume both of you guys will probably play this. I'm definitely going to be interested in it. I'll, I will most likely get it, especially since it is one of the 28 games that will be available on Games Pass on release. Well, we the PC Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass have different games, so that it's not a guarantee it's on the Game Pass, per se. Well, it should be. I'm just it, saying, it, it should be. There's a good chance Hopefully it will it be. is. It may not be at launch, though. And I, I'm not saying it should be as somebody who... I'm just saying, for me personally, it should be. Just because I feel like it should. Yeah, I mean, I would, it, I I would lean towards it being on there, but the same. It, I I I don't take anything they said as coming to Game Pass as explicitly meaning also PC. Yeah, they they like, haven't quite merged those enough yet to be able yeah. to just assume that. Like the the game lineups and stuff are still just different enough that like they're usually very explicit when it's coming to PC Game Pass. Um, and yeah, nothing here specifically said PC. So they might, yeah. honestly, they might, they just might not have made that decision yet. Because like Rich, you said before, most of these games are 2022 games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I had listed actually was uh contraband, which I thought had just a cool aesthetic on what they showed, which was really nothing, but it just left you wondering like what the fuck it was going to be. Yeah. Like I was tempted to put it on the list of in things I was interested in, but there wasn't enough for me to know. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I can basically guarantee I'm not going to play this game because it's an open-world co-op game. So it's almost assuredly not for me. Uh, but it also seemed like there were, like, plans and stuff. Like, it was going to be some sort of heist set in, like, the 60s or 70s? Maybe. It definitely seemed like some sort of a co-op heist game. Yeah. Or treasure hunting game. Which could uh, like could that. be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, otherwise, no idea what this is. It's Avalanche, though, which are the um, the, the Just Cause team. Mm-hmm. They also did, like, Mad Max and a few other games. Uh, yeah. um, and I, I just wanted to... Th- th- I have this note here. So this is Avalanche Studios. This is not Avalanche Software, who developed Disney Infinity and is working on Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. Because there are basically two studios with the exact same fucking name. <laughs> Why? <sighs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And, like, Avalanche is just not... Re- like, I'm sorry, Avalanche is not a good name. It's not a good studio name. Yeah. Um, this is super quick. I just want to throw out there, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's on Game Pass now. Uh, if you have a Game Pass and you haven't played Yakuza Like a Dragon, go fucking play Yakuza Like a Dragon. Or just go watch the trailer that they showed that for it coming to Game Pass, um, and that will make you want to go play it, because what a fucking trailer. Dude, that, that trailer was fucking bonkers. That, that's the game. That's not yeah. even them having to go out of their way to find crazy shit. That is the whole fucking game. Like, you you know the scene where he walk where like it shows like Ichiban, the main character, standing in the room with all the grown men in diapers and like the woman in like the weird nurse's outfit. It was. It, it, I wasn't paying. It, it was. It was a quick trailer. Like it was. It had a lot in the trailer, yeah. so I don't. I don't think I recognized right. that or noticed that. So there is a side quest in that game where you help a dude. Basically, a, a guy gets beat up for his baby formula for his <laughs> newborn child at home. And you help him get new formula, and you find out that the person who stole it stole it because his boss needed formula, because his boss is one of those people who likes to dress up like a baby and get treated like a baby. Um, but, like, his boss did not condone the stealing of the formula. After you, like, go through everything, um, his that, that boss in the baby suit becomes one of your summons. Mm-hmm. Like, you then get to call him into battle to help you. And I, I want to say his thing is like a status effect. Like, he comes down and cries really loud and it, like, confuses or disorients or what have you. Like, it's so fucking over the top and stupid. Everyone should play that game. Yeah. Uh, now, Rich, you are interested in Battlefield 2042. I, I don't think I'm the only one interested in Battlefield 2042. I think there's a lot of people interested in Battlefield 2042. Well, Drew, are you into it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm cautiously into it like i've wanted to like battlefield games more than i have in the past but i'm definitely going to keep an eye on this 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 game looks stupid fun 128 players uh on current uh, gen and pc last gen is still 64 yeah Yeah. uh obviously no single player because there hasn't been single player in like any battlefield almost ever i believe uh No. no the last four battlefield games have had single player really yes i didn't i haven't played battlefield since like well 1942 or something. Uh, so the first yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I haven't uh, played Battlefield since it was only multiplayer game. There, I mean, well, I know Battlefield 1, the World War 1 game, definitely had single player. Yeah, it was weird, though. It wasn't like a camp, like a proper campaign. It was vignettes, where like you'd play yeah. like, like little single player missions, basically, that were kind of like mm-hmm. scattered throughout World War 1 in like, different scenarios. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure... Uh, Battlefield 3 and 4 had single player, and there was the Battlefield Bad Company, which definitely had single player. I think Hardline did too, didn't it? I don't remember. I'm actually trying to look, but I spelled Battlefield entirely wrong. Uh, but this, it's, it's obviously, it's Battlefield 2042, so it takes place in 2042. Futuristic technology, 
Um, I don't know, but, like the storms and shit that were going on look crazy. Uh, like the it's it's the normal ridiculous battlefield tactics. One of the things like we the they had a like a battlefield event last week, and they had like a, uh, a like a live action trailer for it. And this quote live action trailer they had they and all of like the iconic moments in battlefield that you've seen on YouTube. They basically recreated, like, the person jumping out of the airplane, shooting a rocket launcher at a different airplane, and then re-landing on their first airplane. Like, mm-hmm. they did that, and it's just stupid that they did that. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know what it is, but this, as I was watching the gameplay for this, I was just like, this looks so fun. Like, the trailer did make it look like a, like a chaotic amount of fun. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it comes out soon. It comes out October 21st. Yeah. And, Go ahead, Jordan. When Battlefield's at its best, it is that chaotic craziness. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I still remember a moment from playing Battlefield 1942 with a bunch of you guys at an internet cafe and driving a truck and getting shot with... Driving a truck with, like, four of the other teammates in the back of it and getting shot with a rocket launcher and all five of us getting killed. <laughs> I I just... I remember... There, the one time we was playing 1942, and I guess I was just over it. Like we'd been playing it for a couple of hours, and I was just done. I would just find the closest jeep, find a uh, uh, somebody who was in a uh, a tank who was dominating, and just drive the jeep <laughs> into the tank constantly. Like every time I hit the tank, it would blow up. Mm. Like the jeep would blow up, and I would die. But I'm like, I've got to be ticking down this thing's health. I don't think I was doing anything to it. Probably uh, not. But. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, I just have to read this uh, sentence from the Battlefield 5 wiki article, because I was looking at that to double check that Battlefield 5 had a single player, some sort of single player, which it does. Uh, Battlefield 5 is the 16th installment in the Battlefield series. (laughs) (laughs) Battlefield 5 was the 16th. Yeah. Like, what? That's that's insane. Uh, But watching the trailer got me thinking. With 128 players... 64 players on each side. Uh-huh. What if they had a perpetual tug-of-war mode? Where basically, like, this mode never stops. There's no, like, person running the game. There's no host or whatever. And you can jump in to a map that had been playing for 12 hours. And players have rotated out, like, 100 times. And you could just jump in, and at one point, like, the, the good guys... I, I don't know the two teams. Um, the good guys, like, have most... Uh, portion of the map but like as players get more of the map the, the the team that's losing gets like more perks and then they start pushing back and getting more of the map and it's just a tug of war back and forth that just always goes on and then like maybe like a reset somehow with like these storms that they're incorporating or something a way to reset the map back to basic but just it just never ends huh i mean i guess it would depend exactly how they made that work like, and, like, the way I was thinking is the game, it's not, like, a game mode based on, like, like, you go in and maybe, like, the, 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 the leaderboards are overall score. Like, that perpetually goes up as you play. So the more objectives and kills you get, your higher, the, the, the higher your score goes, the more times you get killed and are, like, or, like, not, res- probably mostly just the more times you get killed, but, like, the more times that, like, you're near an objective that you lose or whatever, your score goes down. And so, like, that's how they do the leaderboards. And, like, 
to be the best, you have to, like, you don't, like, always have to play to be the best, but maybe, I don't know, they could figure out scoring. I just, I think that would just be really fun, especially with this many players. That would kind of be, and I've never been in war, I'm not a soldier, I've never fought in war, but, like, the, the thought process is that's, like, kind of what a, like, kind of, like, simulation of war would be, where it's just constantly just going, like, I know battles don't actually last forever, but you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I feel like you're actually... I, I'm trying to remember if this is the case, but I feel like that's kind of how MAG worked. <laughs> Massive action game. I don't... I, I've never played MAG. Not many people well, did. Well, it's been offline for seven <laughs> years, so... Um, but, like, not necess- it wasn't necessarily that there was one exact entire running game for hours and hours and hours, but... There were two sides, and whatever side you were on, you were building points for your side in your games that you were playing in, and you would rank your guy up, and like the higher up you got, you got extra abilities, like becoming a commander and stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't remember yeah. exactly. Yeah, Mag was the game that had, I think, up to 256 players, Uh huh. but I think only like one or two modes actually supported that many players. I don't know. I, I don't. I never actually played it. I just remember it was a big deal when it came out. Like it was a big yeah. deal that that was a thing they were trying to do. I should say. I I vaguely remember that part at least, but I, I don't really remember anything else of that game. Yeah, I mean, you're, I don't think you're missing a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I was surprised neither of you guys thought Somerville looked interesting. I, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I don't even remember that fucking game. It was the game I... with the family on the couch, and then aliens, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> it's oh, you know what? Eric is the one that likes uh, the inside and limbo games, if I remember correctly. Uh, I mean, Lim- limbo is fantastic, and I don't remember if I played inside. I might have. Inside but, like, was the follow up. It was very similar. But I, I, it's it's not as much as I wasn't interested. It's just I feel like we might have seen that before. Which is no, why that I- was the that was the first time. It's actually so it is one of the co creators of Inside and Limbo. Um, mm-hmm. He left Play Dead. And started a different studio called Jump Ship. And okay. that's why this game looks so much like those games as far as like gameplay style goes. Yeah. Um, but I really liked Limbo and Inside and am all for playing another game in that vein. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I thought we had seen it already, which is uh, like one of the reasons why I didn't throw out like Back for Blood and uh, 12 Minutes because we, we'd seen those two already. So Exactly. That's why I didn't put either yeah. of them in there either because I'm still interested in 12 Minutes, but. Yeah. That game's been in development for, like, eight years, so... Like, we've we've been seeing it for, like, eight years, I should say. But, like, Somerville, I did... I, I was like, this this is interesting, but, like, I, I kind of lost, like, focus when that came on. Like, it's not that it was bad or anything, it's just, I was like, okay. I mean, this is, this, this is interesting, but it's... Like, I don't think I ever played full price for Limbo, and, like, I don't... I don't think this would be a game that I would push myself to get right away. But it is something that I would. Yeah, that that seems fair. Um, so Halo Infinite was re-revealed, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, like visually, I think it looked a little bit better than what they showed off last year, but they didn't show us the same views, so it's hard to really tell. Yeah. Like they showed us a completely different scene of Master Chief sort of like floating through space and using a grappling hook and being cool in in zero G. Um, which that whole scene looked really neat, but I'm curious what like an on planet kind of confrontation would look like after what they showed us last year. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if it was a, 
I feel like this was announced, but we just didn't really talk about it. Multiplayer is going to be free to play. That was, I believe that was the first time they announced it this time. I think this is the first announcement of it, but I feel like it's been in a rumor mill for mm-hmm. two and a half years. Yeah, you know what? That seems like it's possible. Um, so yeah, free to play multiplayer, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's a grappling hook, which also looks cool and versatile. Uh, you got any game with a grappling hook is it's generally a cool thing. Um, I thought it was neat that like at least in multiplayer you could use it to grapple onto vehicles to then take over those vehicles. You could grapple weapons off the ground to you to, or in midair to start like fighting with them. Um, lots lots of s- cool stuff there. Um, Kyle, if you if you think any game with a grappling hook is cool. You would love Monster Hunter World Iceborne. <laughs> no, because that grappling hook just wasn't fun. You, there was no grappling hook in Monster Hunter World. It was an Iceborne. I know, I played Iceborne. No, you didn't. You played World. Yeah, but World, is, wor- the World on Game Pass had Iceborne in it. That's why it gave me all that, like, leveled up armor that made the game, like... Like, I couldn't actually craft armor because it gave me better armor than what I could craft. Have the- Were you able to do the grappling hook? I mean, maybe I'm actually remembering it from videos, but it was definitely like an Iceborne version of it was of what was on Game Pass at the time. Because you you don't get the grappling hook till you get to the Iceborne content. Okay, so I didn't do the Iceborne content then, but I remember seeing the grappling hook, and I don't like the way those games control, so unfortunately the grappling hook would not have improved that. I'm, I'm just saying. But you know what game had a good grappling hook? Titanfall 2. Hey. It did have a good grappling hook. Um, so does Apex Legends. Surprise. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, who, who would have thought that uh, that they would make uh, two games with a grappling hook that worked well? G- good job, Respawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the showcase, they announced this holiday for Halo Infinite. No, they they were not confirming a date or anything. <laughs> right? <laughs> like Xbox Brazil later said it was coming out November 19th. Or n- November mm-hmm. 9th, I'm sorry. Whether that is like a, it's coming out in Brazil on eleven on November 9th or what, who knows? Maybe they weren't supposed to say that, but Xbox Brazil definitely tweeted it out. So maybe the the 9th of November? Remember, remember the 9th of November? Close, but you're like four days right. off. Right, that's the thing. No, no, you're close though. You're like, like I said, four days off. At, just like, like ch- change that number by four and you'll, you'll be, you'll. Remember, remember. The 13th of November? This would have been so much better if you were better at math and could have just, like, dropped that 13 right away, man. Just saying. <laughs> I, I I was going to say 14. Be- I was actually going to say 15 because I was looking at the 11-9 and I was mixing that up. It's all right. At least you understood what I was going for and you went up instead of down. No, I I, I wasn't sure if it was up or down, but then I was like, the, f- the 13th isn't a thing. No, it's, it's remember, know, remember it's, the it's 5th the- of November, the gun party treason yeah. and plot. Yeah. Uh... Also, I'm just I'm just curious about you about how you guys feel about this. So Halo, normally uh-huh. like a big deal for for Microsoft, was shown at the middle of the pack and just didn't really seem to have much of an oomph about it. And like that could have just been because of the way the show was, like there was no crowd or anything to sort of like play off of, but like it felt a little weird, right? So I I, I actually I want to hear what Dritten has to say before I I make my comment on. Um agreed that normally it's a bigger deal but also this game's been announced for four years or something like that yeah but like, joe stanton is back now <laughs> whatever like i think this game needs to come out and actually the weird the thing to me that was weird was them only saying holiday 2021 which to me was like uh this game might still get fucking delayed again yeah like we're just not sure if we're doing this right still <laughs> yeah uh, i would say 
first of all, it, it wasn't the middle. It was 25 minutes into an hour and 25 minute long, uh, uh, thing, which was a combination of Ubisoft and Microsoft. Bethesda. Where a majority of Bethesda and, and Microsoft. Where a majority of the first 25 minutes was Bethesda. Uh, it's actually at 35 minutes. Okay. Either way, you get like a majority of the first 30 so minutes. I said the middle of the Bethesda. pack, which is not like the, the halfway point. Just like it was kind of like crammed in between the yeah. beginning and the end. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is like, it seemed like that there was a break between Bethesda and Mike. Like there was, they showed a bunch of Bethesda stuff for the first 20 or so minutes. And then they broke, showed Battlefield, showed Somerville, and then showed Halo. Like, and and if, then they, if they showed the... more um, Bethesda after that, too, because um, Redfall was Bethesda. That was, like, their big thing, though. That was the last okay. thing they showed. Okay, you know what? That's fair. Well, actually, that wasn't the last thing they showed, because fucking Microsoft is now KFC, apparently. Um, oh, the fridge? Yeah. That thing was cool, I, though. I, Fuck you. I, I kind of want it. <laughs> I kind of want it. I, like, I sit when I game... 10 feet, 12 feet away from my fridge, but I kind of want a fucking mini fridge Xbox machine. Like, it's a, it plays games and is a fucking mini fridge. So, what, so you can have something else that plays Xbox games that you never turn on again? Like, it'll probably, exactly. it'll stop cooling your drinks because it'll run out of firmware. Exactly, exactly. Um, but what did you, did you think that it, it felt like a little just like underserved at all? The Halo, that is? No, no, I, like, I, I got the feeling of like, oh, this is now the Microsoft show. Like, okay. I had the feeling of like, okay, it they they did a lot of their Bethesda stuff. They had that little break between trailers, like, and they they had I can't remember who it was come out and talk. It was somebody from Microsoft from Xbox, and then they showed a few things. It's like, all right, this is their big things, and they're like, I don't think it was lesser served because I feel like they split the, they split the show between. Bethesda and Microsoft pretty well, and that's what that was. Okay, that's that's fair. That that is a fair way to look at it. Um, I just realized like we still have a whole bunch of games to get through, so I'm gonna move yeah. right along. Um, real quick, Diablo 2 Resurrected got a release date of September 23rd. Uh, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking forward to playing Diablo 2 again. I wish it had crossplay. It's got cross progression. progression. But yeah, but- I mean, it would be nice if like you like because I, I will. I'm pretty sure they said Game Pass for that, but they may not have. Um, but like I would, I will play that game on a console and you will play on PC and it would be nice to be able to, to pair up and, and play at the same time. Cause you know, that Diablo is one of the few games that I, I, I don't mind playing with other people, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not going to happen. So, uh, da, 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 what was next? Uh, Slime Rancher too. Rich, you were, did you like the first Slime Rancher? I actually never got around to playing it. I've always wanted to, but that game just looked really cute and like kind of something that I'd be totally into. It's also but apparently a like, very big seller too, like which yeah, fucking weird ass game, but like people love it. Yeah, from what I hear, it's a really good, fun game. Um, I think my PC can run it. Wow, check. Can you run it? It's really wonky on 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 edge so i'm not going to be looking anymore i think my pc can run the original but this one looked really cute and from what i hear the other one was like kind of cute and really good so Dude, your pc can barely just... run chrome i don't think you can run slime rancher uh, how old is slime rancher <laughs> it's not it's it's pretty old it's not that new it's like five years old six years old yeah i mean i can i can i mean i can i can't run young some younger games but i can run some newer games. i can run uh, Valheim, fine. Let's and, see. Like, so you need Windows 7, so uh, or better, so you're good there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you need at least a 2.2 gigahertz dual core processor. I believe I've got that. Uh, do you, I've got a quad core. I was going to say, do you have at least an i5? Yeah. Then you're fine. I, have an, I, I know I have a quad core. Uh, you need at least four gigs of memory. I, I've got that. Um, and you need at least a... I, I have I have just that. <laughs> so honestly, it's just it's not going to run well then, because Windows. Yeah. Um, you need at least a 512 megabyte dedicated video RAM for your graphics card, which you probably uh, have. I've, I've got a one gig card. Yeah, so like, you could play this game and it would run... It would run. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also on like most consoles, so you could play it on like PlayStation or Xbox too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rich, I'm actually a little surprised that you didn't mention this one too. Uh, a Playtale Requiem got revealed, and I thought you really yeah. liked the first one. I, it was it, it's I there was so much showed at, at at Microsoft that I was just like I was trying to keep track of everything that was shown. I couldn't find uh, a pencil and paper to like take notes and. I was also eating dinner at the same time, so I was like trying to keep track of everything. But yeah, Plague Tale, uh, Tale of Innocence, I believe is what it was, or just a Plague Tale Innocence, was really fucking good. It was a really good story, really interesting world built. Like, takes place during like the plague times in France, I believe it was. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so good. And this, like, I was like, oh, this is gonna get pretty intense. But like, there were some parts that I was just like not fully down with, but like, it gets, it, it it is interesting, and I'm 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 I I think this looks really good. And that the the new trailer with that fucking tidal wave of rats that you don't even realize are rats at first unless you're familiar with the game <laughs> was just fucking insane. Which I was familiar with the game. I I was like oh I, the that's when like they they started the little dialogue, and I I had been told that like they they announced a sequel to it yesterday, so like I wasn't surprised. But, like, they started the dialogue, and then once it was the rats, I was like, oh, that's what this is. Oh, jeez. And, like, I I get it, the gist of what the story's going to be based on the trailer. And, like, I'm just like, this is this is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I never played the first one, but it was one of those games where I kept seeing it and wanting to play it. And I might, I might, I might kind of, like, bump that up the list a little closer to, uh when Requiem comes out, because it, it, it's perpetually on Game Pass. Yeah, so. it's const- and it's constantly on sale, so if it's not on Games Pass by then, it's, I like, I got it on sale for more than half off, and that was, like, pretty soon after the game came out. Like, it wasn't too li- too far after the game came out. Like, And the game won, like, so many awards, too. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it definitely, it was a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all thought Replaced looked cool. I just loved the art style. Like, I was like, I don't really know what else this is, but this looks really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this actually was the only game that all three of us listed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it had that very cool, like, pixel art, but with, like, modern, like, lighting and rendering and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know how else to describe it, but it was just, it was very cool looking. And it, yeah, yeah, even, it, like, the combat looked like it, like, the way it flowed and all just looked very cool. Yeah. I don't really like know it, what else about this game there was, but, like, it just looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it for me. Like, it looks cool. It kind of reminds me a little of Dead Cells. but I see that a little bit, yeah. Like, uh, cyberpunky Dead Cells. Yeah, so. I definitely see that in there. Mm-hmm. And it, it's due out in 2022, like most of these games. So, we will see. Yeah. Um, and then Drew, you had the Ascent listed, which I totally fucking just spaced out on. Like, I don't remember seeing this game at all. Yeah, it was, uh, 
actually kind of like right around there in uh, the presentation. Yeah, no, this, this is like four... in order of the presentation. Yeah, it's a four-player co-op isometric shooter. Um, trying to think of a game that's kind of like that, but uh, really can't think of one. But I don't know. It had a again. It was another game that had a pretty cool art style, and I was like, "Huh, that gameplay looks kind of interesting. I'd be willing to try that out." Yeah, and I mean, it comes out soon, July 29th. Uh, it is going to be a Game Pass game. So, like, I feel like that game, it, like, I know we were talking about, like, whether, like, Starfield would be Game Pass and stuff like that. I feel like that game actually probably has a good chance of being PC Game Pass and console Game Pass at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you might be able to just try it out for, assuming you haven't ever used the trial yet, you can probably sign up for, like, the trial of Game Pass for a dollar. I was I was looking at it, and right now it's um, three months for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Like for PC, it's three months for a dollar, and ten months ten or ten dollars a month after that. Yeah, like the the PC only Game Pass is actually a it is a better deal than the console Game Pass, but only because it's five dollars cheaper. <laughs> also, I I gotta verify a three months for a dollar a month, not three months for a dollar. Three months for a dollar a month. Which I mean, that is still an awesome deal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they do that a lot. They do it for the console or for the Game Pass Ultimate a lot, too. Like, if you mm-hmm. haven't had it before, you can usually get that sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 what was next? Okay, so the next one up, um, I actually didn't, I, I meant to actually put my initials next to this one, too. But, Rich, you, you mentioned that uh, you were into the Euden Chronicles. I'm assuming yeah. I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, and that's, again, mostly for the art style. The art gave me, like, this whole, like, uh, Tales of Symphonia type, uh, 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 gameplay look, and, and with like the like the flat characters, the three D worlds, and yeah, just, it's it was it, a two point five D. It kind of it it looked like it was try- trying to emulate like the Octopath style a little bit, though not quite as like impressively painted backgrounds. Yeah, and it's just it looks really cool. I love that like kind of style of JRPG. Um, that I was just like, these look very interesting. Yeah, and so these, so it's two games. It's Euden Chronicles, Hundred Heroes, and Rising. Um, Hundred Heroes is due out in 2022, and Rising is due out in 2023. They're apparently going to be slightly different gameplay styles. Um, from what I was reading and hearing, Rising might be a little more action oriented. Um, mm-hmm. that's what it looked like. Yeah, but so this, these are spiritual successors to Suikoden. Um, it's actually two of the game's creators. Um, kickstarted this these games. Yeah. So it's kind of in the vein of um like the Bloodstained games that were also kickstarted where like the main like Bloodstained Ritual of Night got kickstarted but one of the um stretch goals was like a second game basically which turned into Curse of the Moon. Um mm-hmm. so in this case it seems like uh Rising was like the stretch goal game. Yeah. Uh but yeah these it looks really cool and Xbox is, seems like they're trying to get some RPGs like some JRPG-esque games on there with like the Yakuza games, um, particularly like a dragon. Now this, like, you know, they're they're branching out as you will. Yeah. What did you guys think of the Outer Worlds two trailer? I thought it was spectacular. It was a very funny jab at trailers. Exactly. That's why it was good. Yeah. Mm. It was. It was. I never played the Outer Worlds, so like I was like I wasn't really sure what was going on in it because I know it has that game has that kind of humor in it. Until, like, they actually showed that it was Outer Worlds 2. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I thought, I was like, this, this, I was interested because of how they did the trailer and how they made fun of trailers. Yeah, I actually, when it first started, I thought it was a Fable trailer. Because they also had that similar British tongue-in-cheek humor for the um, 
Fable reveal last summer. Yeah. Um, and I was just not expecting an Outer Worlds 2 to be revealed, right? Like, so soon after the first one. Yeah, me yeah. either. Because um, I feel like they just did the DLC, like, a few months ago. But I guess that was, like, last year. Um, but yeah, that's... I mean, the trailer showed absolutely nothing for the game. And they were very upfront with the fact that, like, they literally have nothing other than the fact that they are making a sequel to it. Yeah. By, like, mm-hmm. making fun of all, like, the problems with trailers. And, like, especially teaser trailers. Where it's just like, yeah, we're going to show you the back of a character's silhouette. So that you can't tell what that character looks like. Because we don't know yet, either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, that I thought that was fun. Uh, and then Forza Horizon Five was shown. Uh, we all just kind of agreed that that game looked fucking phenomenal. It it looked yeah. so beautiful, and honestly, like I've been wanting to get back into like the for or not back into. I've never played a Forza Horizon game, but I'm wanting to get into the Horizon games because they're just they they're really good like racing sims and shit. And like I just I want I I want to play it. It looked fun, but it just like. I thought I was looking at a fucking picture when they were showing some of this shit. No, I mean, mm-hmm. th- those things are just photorealistic. Um, yeah. I mentioned it in, like, the group chat. I have it on the dock, too. Like, the Horizon games are probably the best examples any company could use for, like, their hardware. Like, yeah. if you want a game that makes that looks as good as the hardware can possibly make it look, the Horizon games are the games to, to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the motorsport ones look good too, but like between the environments and the cars and everything and all the little details, especially because there's so many different types of cars, it's not all just like the same race cars that the motorsport does. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at the, the fucking like special, um, Forza car thing in the game that like the fucking, the wing opens up and like the fucking hydraulics lower it to the ground and shit like that look like a real fucking car. Yeah. It was insane. Uh, yeah, it's those games are just in, nuts. Yeah, it is a little weird that this game is coming out this year. Um, so it comes out November 9th. Uh, they've skipped Motorsport. Like, Motorsport 7, I think it is, is still being worked on. But, like, mm-hmm. this would have been the Motorsport year. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I assume that um, Playground Games just has two large groups of people working on these things to get a Forza game done this year and also be working on Fable. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to oh, yeah. say Forza Horizon 4 was 2019, right? Sounds I, right. Yeah, so Horizon 4 came out in 2019. I played a little bit of that on Game Pass just to check it out. It's oh. very pretty, and I'm bad at it, but like it's fun to just drive really fast in a straight line for a few minutes in these cars that I would never actually be able to drive in real life. Horizon 4 was 2018. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Wow. Apparently that game is still actually doing very well. Um, mm-hmm. so the fact that they're doing five right now, again, skipping, um, motorsport just seems a little weird, but also but yeah, like the, la- the last motorsport was 2017. Yeah. It was Forza seven. That's, oh, so I guess this is motorsport eight then. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so it, again, it's, it's, it's a good thing to show off your hardware. Like I get it. And it's in Mexico and they're adding like an arcade mode to it where you can, um, like kind of like a track, like you can make your own tracks and like things to do. Um, but they're adding some of that like track mania feel where you can set up bowling pins and have springboards and all sorts of goofy shit, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. those games don't historically have. So that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then last up was Redfall. Did e- either of you guys really care about this one? Nope. It, I did. It's it's unfortunate that it was just a cinematic, but the 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 trailer like 
like kind of in similar to Outer Worlds too. Like it was just a really good trailer, and it's like they 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 got it was like how did how do we always get into these situations? And it's like how they got into this situation, and they showed it, and it's like well how did we get into this situation? And it shows like how they got into that situation. Like I just thought the trailer was really good and fun. And like I am, like it, it, it's it's essentially like it's it's another kind of Left for Dead type game. Like I have a feeling it's gonna be. It, it's from no, it's not it's, from people. Who it's did Be- Left Dead, it's Bethesda. It's um, it's, it's Arcane. Arcane Austin. Um, mm-hmm. so they previously did Prey, the 2017 Prey. Yeah. Um, Arcane Leon, which is the original studio, um, they're the ones that are doing Deathloop and did all the Dishonored games. Just to give yeah. you an idea of what Arcane has done in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the, it's like humans versus mutant vampires, cause they definitely weren't normal fucking vampires. Yeah, some sort of vampire Um, it seems like both sides have some magic powers. The one girl can make some sort of like telepathic elevator, which was kind of fucking cool. Or telekinetic mm-hmm. elevator, I guess would be the right way to say it. Um, yeah. One dude can go invisible, uh, the other one had like a robot, so they probably control tech. Um, it, it's just like it, they were shooting steaks, like wooden steaks, not meat steaks. Um, and, and it's just, I, I thought I was like, this, I want to see gameplay. Like, yeah. the art, the art again, like the art kind of pulled me in. I kind of like the art style, but I just, yeah, I want, I want to see more. Yeah, the only downside, and I don't know if if I'm making this up or not. It's a downside for me, not for you guys. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw that it's supposed to be like more of an open world co-op game. Um which sort of, like, puts it way on the back burner for me. But I am interested to see more, just to see what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's due out in 2022, which is probably going to be 2023. Yeah. So, um, but that that was Microsoft. Uh, there were a bunch of known quantities missing from the Microsoft Bethesda showcase. So, the Indiana Jones game that they teased last year wasn't there. There was no Fable. There was no Elder Scrolls Six. There was nothing about, like, there was nothing from the Coalition, so no Gears-related properties or even non-Gears-related properties. Um, nothing for the Perfect Dark game that they announced sometime last year. Um, some of these were mentioned in passing by Phil Spencer, though, um, as just, like... So it, it wasn't like Ubisoft, where they just didn't mention um, Beyond Good and Evil. Like, the a lot of these games were at least, like, shown in, like, the clip at the end. So, like, they're at least mm-hmm. still there. Yeah. Um, But... I did see uh, Jeff Grubb of GameBeat posted something on Twitter with an article. I didn't have a chance to go back and read the article yet. Um, But it was essentially the list of games coming to to Xbox in 2023. And it was basically all of these games plus a bunch of other ones, which explains why none of these games were here. It's like, all right, let's just focus on the 2022 stuff and all of this shit will be we'll talk about next year. Which is what E3 should be. Yeah. Like, honestly, I feel like even focusing on 2022 is still a bit much. Like, but like, as long as it's out by E3 2022, it's not that big of a, it's not that bad. Mm. But like, it, it should be like, if it's not coming out by E3 next year, don't have it at the fucking show and just have it next year. So I, I'm sorry. Th- this is totally unrelated. I have to rewind to the very beginning of the show. Um, it's Monday, June 14th. I said Wednesday, and you guys didn't fucking catch it. I didn't catch it, but I did say at some point we're recording on Monday. That's true. So. Sorry, that's completely unrelated to any of this. It just literally, like, for some reason it popped into my head that it was Monday, not Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you, though. Um, I like that they're not going too far out with a lot of these 
these trailers and stuff. Um, unfortunately, like had they only been 2021 games, uh, there would have been four games shown. So <laughs> yeah, but like th- maybe like maybe you don't have to show uh Starfield because it's coming out 11 11 22, but then you could have shown uh I don't know, say Somerville comes out before June of next year, you can show Somerville or like Plague Tale Requiem. Say that comes out before June of next year, you show Plague Tale Requiem. Like Yeah, which is generally Nintendo's model for it. Um mm-hmm. I know Xbox I get where 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 Microsoft is coming from at the very least. Like 2019, they announced all those studios they purchased. We didn't have any games really from any of them. We still don't have actual games from any of them. So like they want to show people where that money went and try and like get people to want to invest in the Xbox more. Because yeah. mm-hmm. while the Xbox is a it's a it's a powerful console, Game Pass is a fantastic deal. It's really just there for third party stuff at this point. Like they don't have any first party games. Um, that are, like, those top-tier things the way Sony gets with, like, the Miles Morales game, the Ratchet & Clank, um, I can't, uh, Dark Demon Souls, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. But, yeah, so I I think the, the Microsoft Bethesda one was actually very, very good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was so far the best, but I had expected it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Microsoft and Nintendo are the only two really coming out of this with, I feel like, a chance to have something that feels like a normal E3 showcase. Um, yeah. which brings us into the final one for today. Um, well, I was going to suggest before we go into that one, we don't have a lot coming in for our show on Wednesday when we record for, for, uh, uh, Nintendo. Like from what I hear, Capcom sucked. Take two wasn't really much. Take two was knows, literally nothing. It, it was yeah. a diversity it, zoom call. It was not yeah. a gaming. And who knows what Bandai Namco is going to have. But from what I hear, Capcom fucking sucked. I, so they had like 15 we... minutes on the next Ace Attorney game, which I am all for. And honestly, I want to chat a little bit about uh, Monster Hunter Stories because I saw more of that than I have before. And like, I don't want that game, but that game looks fucking weird. Yeah. But do we want to push Square to record to talk about next time? No. Since we are running a little. Honestly, like we're only at about an hour 45 right now, which means once it's edited down, it'll be like an hour 30. Um mm-hmm. And I don't think any of these are going to go long, um, except maybe this first one. All right. I just, it was a suggestion, but yeah. Yeah, no, go I, I'm it. good with just kind of wrapping up with this. And then I have an idea for something for the second half, for like the second half of the episode beyond Nintendo, um, depending yeah. on what Nintendo looks like, basically. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to mention right. it until after we see what Nintendo does tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, yes, Square Enix presents Summer Showcase. Uh, this was after Microsoft on Sunday. Uh, first thing they came out with was Guardians of the Galaxy, the game. I'm, I'm intrigued, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to play a Star-Lord game. Nobody does. Nobody wants to play a Star-Lord game. And that's, like, that's what it is. It's Star-Lord with a, an extra, with, 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 uh, characters that you can tell them what to do. Yeah, like, nobody wants to play Star-Lord as portrayed by Macklemore. Yeah, Yeah. that did, that game looked not at all interesting. To me. And that, like, I thought for the most part, I didn't hate the voices besides, um, fucking Rocket. Yeah, I didn't. Rocket sounded like one of those stupid stereotypical nerds. I also didn't like Rocket's, like, weird beard thing. I, I was more fine with Rocket's weird beard thing than I was with Groot having armor inside of him. 
I don't know. I thought that like, was kind of, I thought Groot actually looked kind of cool. I think all of them looked better than the MCU versions, except for Star-Lord and Rocket. I, I didn't, I didn't hate Star-Lord. Like, the hair is the hair. It, it, like, it's just, it's what people have nowadays. Like, I don't really care about that. Like, Eric was bitching about the hair yesterday. I'm like, whatever. Who cares? Like, are you really going to pay that much attention to the fucking hair when you're playing this game? I mean, it's the only fucking character you can play as, so you're going to be seeing that hair a lot. I, he's probably going to be wearing his helmet most of the time. I mean, that's, like, if that's you're, possible. If if you're outside, he's probably wearing his helmet because he can't breathe, because he needs to breathe. I mean, you're assuming or, you're on planets without oxygen. Yeah. Which, I mean, if we know but, anything from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, every planet has oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, I like, I don't know, the, the, uh, the voices were off, especially Rockets, and... It's it's a Star Lord game. It's not a Guardians game, in my opinion. Like if you could switch between characters, I'd be a little bit more into it. Yeah, like but the fact that it's you playing a Star Lord commanding the other players, the other uh, not players, the other heroes following you to do something. It's just no. Also, they spent fifteen minutes on their forty-five minute showcase on just this game. Yeah. Uh. So I thought it looked. I was intrigued by it. At the very least. Um, I like third-person action games. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of there being, like, the branching paths, depending on how you want to do things. I don't yeah. know that this game is necessarily going to do them well, but... So, th- it's Eidos Montreal is making them. Um, mm-hmm. They do not have a pedigree for third-person per- action games. Um, they did Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. But they are known for Deus Ex, which is a... It's an immersive sim. Like, those are the games that, like, you can kind of get through those games a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what were you going to say, Rich? I was going to say, like, you, you had mentioned, like, like the dialogue choices or, or like, like, you, like, like branching paths. I really hope they are legitimate branching paths. Like, I, like, when, the, what they showed with, um, going and selling Rocket, I really hope, like, if you choose to show off your salesmanship, they turn around and say, all right, we'll sell Rocket and not, well, that was shit. Let's sell Groot instead. Exactly. And, like, like, that's what I'm worried about. And just, like, when when you let um Drax throw Rocket across, like, the gap to, like, help everybody else across, it says that Rocket is furious with you and will remember that or something like that. It's a yeah. very telltale-y. Um, I'm like, okay, well, what impact is that going to have? Like, is, yeah. is there the potential that later on something's going to come up and Rocket is going to basically tell me to go fuck myself? Exactly. Like, I, I like... I like the idea of dialogue choices, but I just, I'm cautious with Eidos Montreal with us. Yeah. I did think that the character models looked better than the, um, the Avengers character models did, especially like the, the original models. Like they, they definitely improved mm-hmm. them, but I thought these ones still looked more like actual living beings as much as a video game character does. Um, than the humans did in Avengers. Like, the Hulk always looked pretty good, but, like, everybody else, like, all the people, just, there was something about them that just looked wrong. I feel like, like, as goofy as fucking Peter looked, like, he looked real, in a way. Like, yeah. fake, but real. Um, the It's got a very James Gunn vibe to it with, like, the music and everything. Like, they're definitely going for the MCU vibe, even though it's not an MCU game. Uh, one of the th- so you already mentioned you know while you're in combat it seems like Quill's combat Star Lord's combat super boring it's just shooting his guns and he's got their element guns so you know they can freeze and do different stuff but it seems they, like they they showed some melee attacks with him but whoever was playing that gameplay section 
was just shooting the fucking gun. Yeah, but and it was just boring. But it looks like um at least a chunk of the combat is going to be directing the other characters. It it looks like there's going to be some sort of like you know hold L one and you'll get to pick which character you want to give a command to with like um one of the face buttons, and then from there each each character has four more like like four abilities based on each of the face buttons. Um, yeah. so that's actually. That could at least make it a little more interesting, whether it makes it worth playing. Who fucking knows? Um, yeah. What, they, they showed off, though, that Star-Lord has, like, a special thing that he gets, like, hyped up or something like that um, by putting on his Walkman and playing, like, a, like an 80s song. Um, and somebody from the marketing team at either Square or Eidos or something like that responded to somebody else's tweet about how big of a pain in the ass that's going to be for streamers getting hit with DCMA stuff. Because, oh, yeah. frankly, like the music industry, I, I put it on the dock. They're they're a fucking archaic dinosaur, and they don't understand the internet, so mm, yeah. they just make everything bad for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. There is apparently a streamer friendly version of the game that removes the licensed music that you can like turn on and off if you're streaming the game. So at least people can play this game on stream and not have to worry about like getting like takedown notices and shit like that. That's that's uh that's good to hear. I I again I. This point, I don't know if I'm going to get it just because it it doesn't seem like it's something I would would want. Yeah, like, like come October, like I feel like there's going to be enough other stuff that I'm going to want that this probably isn't going to be the top of the list. But I'll wait and see like what else they show about it, how it how it reviews and stuff like that to see if it's mm-hmm. actually worth putting any money into. Yeah. All right, Drew. I I know you you were interested in this. Um, I was interested until they actually announced what it was. Um, Final Fantasy 1 through 6 are getting pixel remasters. Yeah, I'm. well, I mean, hey, depending how expensive they are, whatever, I'll pay for most of them. Yeah. Final Fantasy 2 sucks. Yeah, I mean, F- you're Final not Fantasy, that's one of the worst games I've ever played. Um, the, the, the thing that kind of bummed me out, and a lot of other people from what I've seen on the internet, uh, they are only coming to Steam and mobile. Uh-huh. Um, every one of these games is already available on mobile. And sure. all but one and two are available on Steam. The only caveat to that is they are mostly ports and remasters and stuff like that that people don't quite like. Um, three and four in particular, they're the 3DS um, or DS. I forget how old they are. They're, they would be DS. They're DS games that they did like that 3D treatment to everything. So it's not the, the pixel sprites anymore. It's actually like these like mm-hmm. shitty 3D models. Um, and people really hated those. Um, so they actually renamed those two games in the app store and everything like that to 3D Remake. Um, but yeah, I would much rather be able to grab this on like Switch and play all those Final Fantasies on like a handheld console because I don't like playing these things on my phone. That's fair. I I honestly have a feeling that it'll come to Switch. I think at this point, like it definitely will. The fact that they're leading with Steam and mobile when these games are already available there is just kind of like a fuck you to people that want them on console that have wanted them on console for years, but they haven't been available since the PSP. Um, there's, there's just, there's a lot of like mobile on, quote mobile only games that are on available on the switch. Yeah. That, like I just, I feel like they would be dumb to not put it on switch shortly after this releases because, and I like, don't, don't do it right away because you know, there's going to be the people that'll buy it on, on mobile and then it'll come to Switch, and I'll buy it on Switch. Because they, they have to, they're a business, they're going to have, they want to make money and swindle people. I mean, you're not wrong there. Now, Drew, depending on the price, which platform would you get it for, Steam or, or mobile? Probably, well, 
maybe mobile, but I would probably lean towards. Okay, that's but fair. also I guess it depends. It all depends exactly what they do. Like if it's a one big collection, like maybe that leans me more towards Steam. If they're piecemeal, like might depend on which one. I got the impression that they're like piecemeal. Like you're going to be buying them individually. A, a collection yeah, would be probably. pretty cool though. Like honestly, uh, like if it was like a thirty dollar collection or forty dollar collection, that's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. based on the name, it sounds like they are going to just be remasters of the original artwork, which is also a big deal. I know people are really into that idea. Well, the fucking artwork they did on these mobile versions that are out now fucking blows. Oh, yeah. It's no, so they, I've seen screenshots. They look really bad. Which, that like, that's why I'm interested is, like, I've never played 4, 5, or 6. I've played 1, 2, and 3. I played 1 and 2 on Game Boy Advance and played the DS remake, but I've never played 4, 5, or 6, and I would like to. I would probably really, and especially five, I feel like I would probably like the most because it kind of has a very similar job system to tactics. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I I have tried to play six four different times and just I've definitely tried one. It, like I've like I I have it on I have like the PSP version of it that you can also play on Vita. I have tried to play it on both of those consoles. Um, and I actually have Final Fantasy and I actually have two copies of Final Fantasy Anthology. <laughs> and have tried to play six off of that like way back in the day a couple of times, and it's just one of those games where f- the everybody thinks six is the best Final Fantasy, and I've just never really been able to get into it. There's nothing wrong with it, just for whatever reason, it's never really hooked me the way some of the other ones have. Um, four is amazing though. Four is one of my favorite Final Fantasies. So, okay. um, three I did not enjoy, and I never played five. Three one, was eh. <laughs> yeah. One is just one is kind of a us like a slog because it's the original like there's not really a, a real deep narrative or anything to it like it is what it is no. but it's the original mm-hmm. um but yeah like if, if they release these on switch even if they release them on like ps4 or xbox like i would totally buy them at least i would at least buy four five and six because those are the ones that i really want to play mm-hmm. um and i I feel like Switch would be better for me because, like, I'd be more likely to actually put the time into six and really try to get through it, um, just to see why people love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like, I will not buy these on mobile. Like, I ha- we-, we talked a little bit about it. I-, I don't forget if we actually talked about it on the show or not. But I have after we talked about tactics. Um, I remembered that I bought tactics on Android like six years ago and actually like downloaded it and started playing it and. As much as I like tactics, that game is bad on mobile. Like, it is not fun to play that game on a mobile device. On, like, a cell phone? No, I tried it on a 12-inch tablet and didn't enjoy it. Like, I just don't like touchscreen for games. Uh, Fair. I feel like tactics works. I mean, look, if any game's going to work well, it's tactics. But, like, I don't like the way, like, menuing and all works in it. Like, touchscreen, like, I'd rather have a controller and just be able to, like, use the D-pad to move around. Sure. I mean, I feel... Again, in tactics, the menus maybe not so much because the text is kind of close together and sometimes you hit the wrong thing. But like for combat, boy, it makes getting around that map way easier. Oh, see, I get annoyed with like having to rotate the screen with my finger, especially because it's like a 12 inch tablet. Like it's big enough that like it's kind of uncomfortable to sit with it. Like that's fair. Um, I tried it a little bit on the phone and didn't like that either. Plus, like playing those games on like a phone, like I'm just going to kill my phone battery quicker. Mm-hmm. Like, just let me have it on Switch, guys, please. Just, <laughs> just let me. I just want to play Final Fantasy Four on the Switch, really. Um. Uh. But Drew, you were also into Babylon's Fall. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it 
looked interesting. It's a platinum game with multiplayer. So, Which is rare. Yeah. Rich, were you but, interested uh, in Babylon's Fall at all? Uh, eh, not really. I, I was like, I was mad about it. Same. Yeah, like, it's not necessarily the highest of things on my list, but out of the Square show, I was way more interested in that than any of the other modern games they showed off. I mean, that's fair. They they did not have a good showing. When the most exciting thing they showed was the first three seconds of the Final Fantasy 1 through 6 remasters, um, <laughs> that doesn't bode well. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like they, they like they, they really dropped the ball because like they even had like Avengers stuff, but like it wasn't like a an extended or an uh a more detailed roadmap. It didn't give new dates. It just still said summer and beyond. Yeah, and it's just like, well, fuck you. Like we've known about this for three months now. Give me more. Yeah, it was literally just them showing the same stuff they showed us back in what was that April. I think. Yeah, just that we got actual game, or I think it was actual gameplay of Black Panther. That's all we, that's, like, we got a little bit of new information. That's it. Like, they had a really bad show. Yeah. Um, but I, I know Babylon's Fall, at least, doesn't have a date yet. Mm-hmm. And it's been in development for a while. Um, but I feel like it's probably going to be next year. Yeah. So. Um, and then the last thing was, uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Um, which I believe was originally meant for the PS3, but I'm not 100% sure. That's, that's what I'm hearing. It's like a 15 year old game that never got released. And yeah, I mean, it does not, it does not look like a next gen game at all. Just chaos. Yeah. So there was so much chaos in this game. They just couldn't get it out in 2008. Like it was originally developed. It's just absolute chaos. That was like, it was, yeah, it's supposed to storm tonight. Um, it was, it was a bad trailer. Because literally, he said chaos like 25 times. Yeah. A lot of streams had chaos counters up. It was fun. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was... I, I like... I watched the trailer yesterday with no audio. And I, I was intrigued. And then when I actually saw it today, I was like, this trailer is fucking garbage. Yeah. Like, when there is a Final Fantasy 16 in development, you close out your E3 thing with this. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? Um, it, yeah. it's a team ninja game. Um, it has no date. There mm. was a, um, there was a demo put out for it. Um, it's only available till the 24th. It currently does not work. If you download it's, it to it's... your PS5, it tells you it's corrupted and you should delete it and re-download it. <laughs> I've done, I've done that twice now and I'm actually, I started doing it about five minutes ago. There's about 10 minutes left in the install. Yeah, and I tried it, um, I tried it earlier and then I looked online, um, yeah. Neither Square or Team Ninja has said that it's playable yet, but they did say that it was broken last night. So until yeah, yeah, they, they tweet out that it's fixed, it's broken. They had a tweet at like 5.05, chaos, 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 and then 5.26. We know that there's an issue. We're, fine. We're trying to figure out what's wrong. No chaos in that, though. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do hashtag chaos. Though. Yeah. Um, I, I think I mentioned it to both you, to you guys on like the live chat, but my favorite reaction to this... There is a parody account for Kaz Harai, who was the former CEO of Sony. Um, the parody account's great. It's it's usually only active like this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. But they tweeted out. Um, it was along the lines of like, "Sorry that the the Final Fantasy Origins um, demo isn't working, but the PlayStation Five isn't backwards compatible with PS3 games." Um, and that was just it. It was good. It, it was it was right on the money. Um, but yeah, so Square didn't have. Any Tomb Raider stuff, which I like, 
there were only like some slight rumors that they might be showing like whatever their next Tomb Raider game would be. Um, there was no Final Fantasy 16 or 14, even though 14 just had a, a an expansion or has one coming up or something like that. Um, and they also didn't show that Project Athea game that you mentioned, Rich, which I think has been renamed to Forspoken. Yeah, yeah, it's now known. It's known as Forspoken. They uh, they had the like official announcement at one of the PlayStation things, like for the title. I can't remember when it was. I'm looking through on PC Gamer about it now, and all we really know is it's 2022 release. But yeah, I don't I don't understand why we didn't get anything from that. Yeah, like, like it just yeah. <laughs> Instead, we got well, Final Fantasy Origin. <laughs> yeah, and like, 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 no, nothing for Forspoken. Like you said, nothing for Final Fantasy sixteen. Like that, those are the thing people things people want. Like, I don't know if anybody actually wants uh, uh, Origin. Like, no, like when I was watching a trailer yesterday for Origin, I was just like, oh, that's a judge. This is probably going to be a shitty game because any of the games that included judges was bad. And like you know, it's dated because there's a fucking judge in this game. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's just they, they, they had a very bad show. It was a waste of time, in my opinion. Like, there was nothing really to look like. I wasn't like the most exciting game for me wasn't even that exciting because I, I, I shat on it the entire time, and it was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and like, I, if that was a non-licensed property. I think we would have all just been like, okay, that's a third-person action game if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if they were just, like, nondescript characters, nothing special about them, we didn't have that sort of, like, oh, yeah, this has an MCU vibe to it. It would have just been like, yeah, it's a character action game that you can't control most of the characters. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, at least the Guardians game, no microtransactions, not live service, just a fucking video game. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, But, yeah, so that... That was E3 up till the end of yesterday, basically the end of Sunday. Um, this I'm I'm gonna th- so this episode will go live Tuesday at some point the the fifteenth. Um, probably prior to Nintendo. Um, Nintendo I believe is at noon Eastern time. Yes. So sometime we haven't decided yet exactly when, but later this week we're going to record a second episode, talk about Nintendo, maybe Capcom. Um, the there were there have been a bunch of trailers not shown in any of of like the big stuff um like the PC Gamer show there was the Future Game show um stuff like that was showing like trailers for other kind of like smaller games that if anyone's interested in any of those we can talk about those too um but we'll generally just like wrap up I guess um later this week um E3 2021 or whatever the yeah. fuck it it actually is. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed E3 2021 part 1. Yeah, that's what I meant to actually say at the at the beginning. Like is this part 1 or are we just I I haven't decided yet if this is going to be episode 256 part 1 or if it's just going to be 256 and the next one will be 257. 350. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't fucking read. You can't you don't <laughs> you don't know time right now like Yeah. No, so uh, every time I go to like edit the show and like do like the the notes and all the first number I type in is always two. I always want it to, like, 300 episodes seems like too many, so I just assume we're still in the 200s. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there, is there any, any last minute things you guys want to add before we, we wrap up for today? No. No, I mean, if we can vamp for, like, four more minutes, I might be able to let you guys know if Stranger Paradise or not. Oh, no, it's still broken. Uh, no, uh, it, yeah, I can tell you it's not going to work. They, yeah, yeah. They haven't tweeted, their last tweet on their official Twitter was, we'll tell you when it's working. 
yeah. yesterday. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's not gonna work. Just, I wonder if they are all. going to uh, extend how long it's available for, or I if hope they're so. no. Because I mean, it's the twenty fourth is like still ten days away. So like, yeah. as long as there's seven days to play it, I feel like they could get away with not yeah. extending it. But yeah, it would still be. I, I feel like it'd be the right thing to extend it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it depends on when they fix it. If they fix it tomorrow, that's still then, two days that people would have had that they didn't. Yeah, but it's from now to the twenty fourth is there's there's a weekend. Like there's still plenty of time to play it from now to the. All right, that's I just I I just personally don't think they'll extend it if they get it fixed to like within the next day or so. I don't necessarily disagree that they won't. I'm saying they should though. Yes. Yeah. That is that is correct. Also, for what it's worth, um, there I don't know where this was from because it just it popped up on Giant Bomb. Um, there was a behind the scenes look at Kenya Bridge of Spirits that it was only six minutes. But I'm definitely going to watch that, and we'll probably say something about it next episode. Because that game still yeah, that, looks amazing. Yeah, That game looks great, so I'll have to check that out. Cool. Well, in the meantime, while you're waiting for that second half of E3 coverage, if you want to find more content of ours, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole lot. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And I think, uh, Richard, are you still streaming after this? Yeah, I, I I will be streaming. I try to start around seven eight o'clock every uh, weekday, no, or not every, but most weekday nights. Uh, on Tuesday when this releases, I'll probably be playing Final Fantasy VII uh, 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 Intermission. Um, if I haven't beaten it tonight, when I, when I actually play it in stream, uh, otherwise I might be playing either the Division or No Man's Sky. Depends on if I can get together with my buddies or not. How far are you in the Yuffie DLC? I I am going to the um. The plate pillar, like I am not, I'm still in chapter one. Like I'm in the plate pillar at a safe point. So you haven't gone to the the like sh- the, the, the the maintenance bay. Okay, so you haven't gone to the Shinra building or anything yet. No, no, I'm still early okay. on. Uh, the, the the it's very short. Um, I think it's only three chapters total, maybe two. It's two because there's a, an achievement or a trophy to complete all two chapters on hard mode. Okay, but yeah, um. Are, are you supposed to go to the train station yet? Uh, no. I, I mean, I ran. I I I was I, I was chasing after to rescue the kid. Okay, the, you fought the big scorpion robot thing. Not even it wasn't even a scorpion. It was just the big centipede robot thing. Uh, no, I fought the big bird. The big bird. Oh, like in the tunnel things, basically. Yeah. When, yeah, when you're supposed I'm to, still... where you got where you got scared by a mouse as you were trying to creep by it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, you're actually not very far at all. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I played for about three to four hours. You know how I play. I have to look at everything. Yeah, no. It's... And I, I did everything. Like, I'm done ev- all the side there, stuff at this point. There is unfortunately less to look at once you get to the Shinra building, so it's a little more streamlined. Um, mm. So you probably got another, like, let's say three and a half, four hours to go. 
Yeah, I will be streaming that in a few minutes once we're done here. Yeah, so you can check the VOD of that from last night when this comes out. And then if he doesn't finish it tonight, you can watch him finish it tomorrow night on Tuesday night, the 15th. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, we'll be back later this week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. slash B underscore walnuts. You said that already. Yeah, like two hours ago. Cool. All right. Bye, everybody.